Greetings, my loyal congregation. Today, we are once again here under God's roof to spread the good word about Trash Manga. And we have a special sermon for you today, one of our quarterly anime tie-in passages, no less. So if you could rise and stand in prayer for another episode of That Time, I started a podcast to read Trash Manga with my friends. And actually, most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, aka the Trash Manga Friends podcast episode 78, the White Cat's Trash Manga as plotted from the Dragon King's lap. Today's episode sponsored by Heroism. You know what this show is. It's the one where three people discuss two-ish volumes about one trash manga, worshipping what's god-tier and persecuting what's a filthy sinner. I am your forever host, Sean Atsuhiko, joined by Izanagi no Makoto and Filcherman. How are you both? What? <laughs> Japanese I... deities. Oh... Yeah, I, I, I wasn't paying attention. Who now? Phil doesn't pay. I mean, that's what. Where's the difference in that from every other opening, Phil? Phil uh, is the god of not fair. paying attention. Phil falls asleep, says I, and then falls asleep again until he has to do the premise. <laughs> and then again until he has to do closing <laughs> remarks. <laughs> no, I'd argue he falls asleep for that too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the great sleeping god, Phil. You'd think it would be me, but no, apparently, Phil. Ah, oh, man. I feel you both compete for that title. No, that's the only thing I compete for. Who can sleep the most? <laughs> how how are you? How are you? What what? I've got a note on here saying Mike nearly died again. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't nearly die, but incidentally, I have been sleeping a lot. <laughs> hey. Now, did you perhaps find God? No, oh. I didn't. I didn't sleep that hard. No. I. I just had some uh, yet another random illness because apparently I uh, my immune system just it doesn't it just doesn't. Have you have you got do you get like one of those punch cards at the doctor where it's like <laughs> every ten checkups you get one for free. Every tenth I get a free We're disease. In the UK they're all free. <laughs> <sighs> Let me they, then waste my goddamn time. I guess that's not free, even though uh, it kind of is. My time is worthless. Oh, no, that's that's not true. You, you you stream. Your time is worth something. Your time is worth exactly <laughs> however much you decided it's worth. In fact, one million dollars pay up. I mean, no. Fooey. I mean, you can decide how much it's worth all you like. <laughs> I don't have to pay that. It's like those uh videos you get of um delusional people who go into your Shark Tank or your Dragon's Den or whatever version of that TV show, and they're like. This is worth ten million pounds. I'm like, mate, it's it's like a it's a piece of cloth <laughs> or something. Five percent <laughs> for two hundred grand, and I yeah. have invented this. That's the wheel. I invented it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you ever thought that maybe your car would be smoother if the lumps at the bottom were round? Get out. Do you want to make your car go faster? Well, let me introduce you to speed holes. Yeah, just eat. That was pitched from Dragon's Den. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I, oh god, I never saw that. Damn. Yeah, just eat. What? And their their logic Why? for not investing in it was like, no, if I want a takeaway, I've got a menu, I've got a phone, I'll just call people. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't fault. I can't fault their logic there. Like, <laughs> like yeah, at the time, that's just what you did. It was um a little out of touch, let's say. Well, I don't think that was out of touch. It's more just like. That's just how pervasive Just Eat's become. Yes, yes. Like, that's just how that worked. But yeah, now we worship at the, the, the altar of 
Just eat and not the... Ah, oh, dear. Well, either way. Are we ready to dive into this Times series, which, as you may have guessed, is religious theme based off of all the introduction? Uh, uh, yeah. No, no, no. I, what makes you say that, Sean? I don't know. I, I, you're right. Now I look at it, I didn't drop any hints whatsoever. Like, I've, Introduce I don't the damn manga, Phil. Seen that one coming. Why? It's not Phil's part yet, Mike. You've no. been, you listen to these parts of the show. You should know by now how this works. I think it's pretty obvious that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, dear listener. You listen to this part of the show, right? Yes, yes, you do. Good listener. So, <laughs> this time around, we have been reading God's Activity in a World Without Gods, a.k.a. Kaminaki Sakai no Kamisama Katsudo. This is an isekai manga that has been ongoing since May 2019 to the present day. Six volumes available currently. Written by Aoi Akashiro, uh, who has done several Yuki Yuna is a hero side stories, as well as uh, sp- some anime work, which is relatively rare. Like, did scripts for episodes of Heroic Legends of Arslan and Konosuba. That explains a lot. As well as series composition for Fuku and Killing Bites. And then the art is by Sancho Hangetsuban, who has only worked on this uh, franchise. It's not been licensed. You can't buy it officially over here at the moment. But there is an anime that will be airing this season done by Studio Palette, who are a relatively new studio. have only got a fan in 2018, so they've not really got much of a track record so far. And no news as of recording on where you'll be able to stream it. There is also a spin-off called Kaminaki Sekai no Oni-chan Katsudo, which is Oni-chan's activities in the world without gods. Yes, there are sisters in this manga. Mm. And that's been going since November 2022. Only four chapters so thus far, though. So not even a single volume release yet. But Phil, tell us, what is, hap- what is happening in this religious experience of an isekai? A distinct lack of religion. <gasps> no. That would be surprising. It would be. But that's part of our core premise, Mike. Surprise people? <laughs> sure, why not? This manga follows Yukito, the son of a cult leader, as he is reincarnated into another world without religion or cults, whereupon he finds himself having to establish such things in order to survive. A world without religion or cults. Yes, I realise the redundancy. Act like a giant cult. <laughs> Definitely not one giant cult. Well, I suppose yes. if everyone's in a cult, then nobody is. It's not, <laughs> just it's not how that, that works. Point. Well, it's just society at that point, isn't it? It's, it's government-mandated cultism, I feel. <laughs> yeah, because immediately you're slapped in the face with like how little sense this world makes. So the the idea is he finds himself in a tiny little village not far from the capital and basically you discover that everyone in this world, you know, they don't fear death. Death is perfectly natural, so, you know, why wouldn't you want to die? So at some point the government mandates you must die. So they do. Except some people don't like that idea, so they get exiled and every so often they have to be no, I'm just going to say cold. Cold, yeah. It's very, like, and I get part of this is because of the translation we read, but the world premise very much seems to contradict itself multiple times throughout. Because it's, I think that Phil said what the idea of it is, but it never quite comes out that way when they're showing Well, it's basically no one knows what 
gods are or religion or cults these things these concepts at least in those words i suppose don't exist it is just there is the empire and the emperor to use an analogy it's like how the walking dead is a world where no one has the concept of a zombie this is a world where no one has the concept of a god i suppose that's a good way of but yeah it's the whole reason why they they have to like kill people every so often is because they live forever otherwise like it's a perfect utopia they they have very expanded lifespans but would we don't know that necessarily no one of the characters does say that no one of the characters says the emperor specifically has lived for like hundreds of years so the main character's like oh well people must just live like a really long time when you know the more obvious answer is he's a god no, I, I, I'm aware the Emperor is a god, but also, yeah, it. Like, one of the core tenets of this is that there are, depending on which part of the translation you're at, doomed or damned people mm-hmm. who are, uh, every now and again, the government writes up a list of people on the notice board and. When, when there's too, too many of them. Yeah, because it, it's like, it's to do with population density on the people who aren't in the capital and age on the people. It's just. So well, it's, 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 so it's basically no. Basically, the idea is if you're in the empire, you only get to live to a certain age. That's the law. Yeah, it's government mandated suicide. It's like, yes, what? because but, but the point is, those people don't fear death. Is sort of the thing. They're like, well, why would we be afraid of death? Death is natural. And they're just like, yeah, dying. Cool. I'll do it tomorrow. Bit of a weird concept, but sure. Whereas all the people who aren't in the capital, who are in these villages of the damned the doomed whatever you want to call them their people are like no that's fucking weird I it don't doesn't matter what die. you call them they've all got the same name just to be more yeah. confusing <laughs> but the point the point is they're like no death's scary i don't want to die so they leave but then at a certain point there's too many of them because well, so no, they don't they say that's be... why they're in the villages they just imply that the government's like they no do. you go there and then some of them have got brands and marks on them but it's I'm never pretty really sure they say why? that's why they're in no, the village. It's wildly inconsistent with the reasoning oh, it gives for the whole world. Be, but... It's just because they've got marks on them. So it's like, is that why they're exiled? Like, no, that's just a thing that's there. There's also like a throwaway line at the beginning, like near the beginning where it's like, oh, don't worry. They don't come here to kill people. Oh, that was that drove me. I'm going to assume that was mistranslation because otherwise it makes no sense how they go. Well, the people in the villages aren't targeted by these things. And then the next panel is person in the village's name is on the board. I think what that's getting at it. Uh, well, yeah, the thing with the board is a bit weird. But I think the thinking there is the people in the village aren't targeted by the you've reached a certain age, you die now. Instead, they're targeted with this other thing, which is there's too many of you goddamn heretics. We're killing some of you. We're killing some of you. And then just to be even more weird, the name that we're told on the board is like, because there's two sisters, and it's like, oh, it's the younger sister's name. And then we cut to the older sister hanging. It was like, both of them. Uh, the dot we were shown. <laughs> on the board, I think it was. They have very similar names. No, it's just the younger sister on the board. It's dumb! But again, I feel that's more mistranslation than it is the series. Even if it is a mistranslation, like the tonal shift of this thing is all over the place. Because like the first, the first chapter, you got the whole Isekai bit, which is a bit weird. Like the kid is literally being sacrificed by his dad in front of a room full of 
chanting cultist, which like is that an absolute cunt? No matter what, how the series tries to portray it after this point, no, no, yeah, no, no. I don't think at any point it really child. tries and portrays it as anything else. Well, they have like occasional flashbacks to like the two of them, and then occasionally yes. like the god character we meet is like, oh no, you because you cared about him deep down, and like, did he really? Yeah, he was a great man secretly or something like that. <laughs> I mean, and, he he was. Like, not a good man, certainly not, no, but he was definitely very powerful, I think is the point. Very yes, influential. Sure. Yes, he's he's also Zack from Dead or Alive, as I finally figured out when I looked ah. at him for the second time. I was staring at him going, yeah, I know this, it's, I recognise it. it's not Barrett from Final Fantasy, but there's definitely a character this looks like a dead ringer for. It's Zack, Dead or Alive Zack. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, I'm just looking at it now. Oh yeah, totally, yeah. Okay, so you start with this scene, which is horrific in its own way, because it's literally got this kid, like, I think he's been boiled alive or something? No, he's been thrown in a river. It's like it, it's pretty barbaric, regardless of what happens. I, and... It's murder, as he literally points out to his own dad. Yeah, like, you murder. know you're about to murder me, right? And he's like, no, so... I'm a cult leader, <laughs> whatever. Well, yeah, but, but the dad's like, hey, you are the next leader of our cult, therefore... We need to prove how amazing our cult is by throwing you in this river so you can pray to our god to save you. And when you're saved, it'll be a miracle. Except, you know, the the kid the is murder. like, you, no, no, that's not how that works. You're, you're murdering me because you've got me tied up, shot in a barrel. Yeah. And you're just going to drown me. So that's pretty fucked up. And then it immediately then jumps to the next world. Days in this fantasy world that we've been describing, and it's got—he doesn't—he's not born in this world. It's not like from birth kind of thing. We're just immediately shoved into him as an adult. It's literally, and the first integrated. panel—the first panel we see of the new world is him getting wasted. Yes, riggedy riggedy wrecked. So it goes from the traumatic death scene to him being drunk and yucking it up with his brand new friends in his brand new world. At which point, they also drop the little tidbit, which I then think they completely forget and ignore again, is like, oh, but, you know, it's great to have around because he has a limitless supply of alcohol. And I'm like, is this meant to be a Jesus analogy? Can he, <laughs> I can he think turn it water was that wine? He knows how to make alcohol. I think in hindsight, it might have been that. It's just weird that they're like... <laughs> and he also somehow acquired porn from the original world or something? What? No. 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 Some sort of like adult themed magazines or some shit. They they no, go on no. a quest to find the Kama Sutra book of this world at one point. Is that what that Which is, is like, like yeah, they they go one of the guys is like, I've found a holy relic. It doesn't say holy, obviously, it's not a thing. But he's like, I've I've found it. The the reason for living. It it's in the capital. We need to go to this bookshop and it's like, here it is. And it's supposed to be like this world's version of an erotic book some sort and it's like kitty's first guide to it's, the it's, the yeah. it's it's even but the thing is it's real childlike i need to be careful with my wording there <laughs> yes <laughs> children book-esque art like it's yeah. it's very cartoony and so you go from this is the tonal shift you go from actual murder drunken people this world's version of pornography, and then straight to murder again. <laughs> like, yeah. really 
gross graphic murder, like with people oh, this, hanging. This series and... has no problem with going as graphic as it needs to. Like Jesus Christ, pick a lane. It's so it. The tonal shifts are so violent in this at the beginning. It's like you're just left wondering, like, who is this for? Like, what is who who enjoyed this? <laughs> just fucking weird that you would go that way with it. You're like, hey, here's here's a murder scene that's been played for laughs. Then it's just happy fun times, and then it's like, ooh, erotic naughty times, and then it's murder times again. It's like, what the fuck? Well, it's, I would say it's like you're starting out. Yes, quite brutal, but quite comedic for the most part, right up yeah. until you have the sisters being executed. Because, I mean, literally in the pages before then, you have the, the younger sister who has now read the, the forbidden knowledge and mm -hmm. sneaks into the guy's bed and oh, does at the very least bondage. I don't know if she actually does the sex, but at the very least rope bondage. It's like, uh... Yeah, like, what? it's... This, this person is... Let's say he flirts with the idea of fucking his sisters. They're not his sisters. I know, they're, I know they're not his sisters, but they very much act like it. And like they even use the uh, the the brother sister naming conventions, which I know is a just a thing that like friends do in Japanese culture. But still, it it's really weird, and like it toes the line. And it's like, why are you doing this? No, I, I hate that's that. Because they've only known, really known each other for less than a month. So I think it's fine that, like, while they are family to each other, it's also, yes, they can... Like, it's not like they've known each other since they were kids or anything like that. As far as we know. Well, we do know because we see a scene where he uh, drifted down the river naked and that was how she found him. Ah. Right. So, yeah. I remember I that. Think, I think I did say reincarnated at the start, like, it is that, might be, that might be what they yeah they might have said he reincarnated but essentially he just teleports to the new world i guess drifted down into like, a new yeah, world he, somehow, yeah he just shifted into this new world because he he looks exactly the same he is still him he's not someone else so to speak he's not a he doesn't have a new identity in his own words him. i didn't get any cheat skills uh all i have is this necklace uh yeah. He didn't get any cheat skills, he just has his knowledge from the previous world, I guess. Which he does yeah. use sometimes, which is okay. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Like, that does make it cover the bare minimum requirement for it having a reason to be an isekai, I suppose. In fact, I feel like the isekai benefits come a little bit further down the road. <laughs> yes. A little bit down the river, perhaps. Like, it would be hard to pitch this as not an isekai, I feel. Like, not in the context of that first chapter, maybe, but in the context of the whole thing. The, like the core premise. So the idea is this new world, say, they have no concept of religion or cults, like the fact that they're all totally in a cult. But uh, never heard of it. No, no such thing as gods or deities or anything like that. But then when these two sisters are executed and our main character gets in the way, tries to save them and gets cut down in the process, he, he cries out for his cult god. It's like, no, why couldn't you save us? And then the god appears. Goddess, I suppose. Yes, there's uh I was gonna call her Lolly Girl. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean she's she's thousands of years old, so obviously a lolly. Yeah. That's, that's that, how it works. Many thousands of years old naked lolly girl, yes. Yes. Uh mm. and you know, is a literal god, so just fucking cleans up house, mm -hmm. revives some people, kills some others. 
life's good, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> what gets me more about this scene, it's like, I'm fine that like the God of Pit, because that's the premise of the manga, I'm fine that, you know, she kills and then revives people and all that. What I find weird is that in the aftermath of that, the crowd goes, well, that was weird, and walks away. <laughs> yeah, like, just because the, just because the concept of a god doesn't exist doesn't mean you can't see what's happening. Well, <laughs> something we do find out later on yes. is that uh, the Empire, it has a... There is a council that sits under the Emperor, and they are apparently capable of explaining quite literally everything that happens in this world. So there's some sort of, and I am actually very intentionally going to use this word here, blind faith put in them mm-hmm. to explain them. So when I, I take it to be someone goes, that's fucking weird. Council probably tells what's up with that in a bit. And just I, not yeah, worry about I, it. I don't know. Like... Even if there was a scientific, well, in this world's equivalent of scientific explanation, if I saw someone, like, flying, I would still be like, that's fucking weird, I'm going to look at it. I mean, I don't think the flying's the one that would probably be weird. I think the one that would be weird is the fact that people literally came back to life. That too. And then what's also weird, and they do try and again explain it, but it still doesn't really make a huge amount of sense, is when they're like, oh my god, so there's someone there who can do crazy shit, let's leave it for a month. We'll get, we'll get around to it. Like, what? <laughs> What <laughs> the whole the, every way that anyone works in this, like the way anyone acts, is just completely not parallel to reality. The whole just the concept alone of like, oh, death is natural, therefore we shouldn't fear it. Like, yeah, I get that, but you could still not want to die. <laughs> like, the, these people clearly have some form of survival instincts. They're not like going out doing like dangerous shit all the time because they literally do not fear death. Like. So the the attitude of like not fearing death and like it not being a factor just don't really mesh with each I think, other. I think it's like there's a lot of ideas of what the author wants to do with the world saying, but they don't all really gel. <laughs> well, I think one of the well. big things as well with around this idea of like, oh yes, death is natural. We shouldn't be afraid of it as well as like they don't have any sort of like concept of heaven or hell or an afterlife or anything. We're told it's just you die. That's it. The end. That's and that's okay. Like, I mean, nothing like wrong yeah, with... like if that's what you believe, fine. Yeah, but like if you, yeah, if you have no concept of an afterlife and you think you're just dead and that's it, you still don't yeah. generally want to die. Like I feel like yeah, well that that's sort of the thing for me. Like if that is your view of death, I feel you're more likely to be like fucking no, I don't want to die. Yeah, I, this is my only existence I get. Yeah, you, whereas if you're like oh, if I die, I go to heaven oh yeah fine fucking all right die tomorrow it's sort but i'm going like, to heaven i guess this world would actually make a lot more sense if there was far more religion in it because then yeah, yeah yes. they're like oh i get some sort of like afterlife or some sort of faith-based belief that this is not the end and like that would make sense whereas now they have faith it's just weird it's, it's just like the empress decided you're dying tomorrow and it's like oh, all right it's like, what? Why, why are you also accepting of this that's the, it is, it's faith, but faith in the system, and they don't recognise it's faith. Like, yes, it's, it is, as I say, it is essentially one large cult, but it's yeah. just this fact that why having blind faith in their system is fine, but just this weird acceptance of, like, yes, okay, I'm going to die. I am perfectly happy with that, because that's what our leader has decided. He's like, 
you, you would have a lot I feel realistically you would have a lot more people being like fucking no yeah I like living it just it doesn't really make sense from like a human point of view it, it's against your natural instinct yes and it appears that none of these people have natural instinct like to survive which is just odd because there's also a scene like when he's getting like cut down for trying to interrupt this execution he like the guy who's executing them he says something to the effect of like oh you fear death that makes you unnatural i'm gonna kill you it's like wait, why none of this logic like makes any sense when you think about it for more than like a second last well, thing like with we're basically just told, like, no, no, he's the one that has unnatural thinking in this world. And it's like, uh, is it though? Like, I understand, like, that as far as this world is concerned, yes, but also, why, why, why has it been gotten to that point? It's How a you... massive leap to try and say because it's fundamental human nature to be like afraid of death and things like that. And like, uh, maybe, maybe I just can't envision this because I am human, despite what people may think. But, like, how do you have a functioning human society without fear of death in some regard? Like, because if you don't fear death, then what, what drive do you have of, like, doing anything in your life? Like, if there's no ultimate consequence, why would you give a shit? Or restraint from doing something. Exactly. Like, why aren't people, like, jumping off buildings all the time? Because, like, ah, oh, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, it might hurt a bit. I don't want to get hurt, but... Oh, hey, that's pretty far off this cliff oh, yeah I whatever make that yeah yeah if i suppose if it is a case i don't think it is if it was a case of like you live for 80 years that's it the end after that Blade bye bye yeah. you get snapped out or whatever then yeah there, there's definitely a series that you could do that could explore that and yes. those things which isn't this is much more of a fancy isekai so it's not really interested in that but yeah well, like i no, i see what you're saying like if um for example, you lived exactly 80 years to the day and it was established that literally everyone in this world lived for exactly 80 years. Yeah, there was no death by illness or anything like that. Yep, but you will always live exactly that long. Like, it doesn't matter how hurt you get, you'll always live exactly 80 years. There is absolutely a story to be told where you can, like, say, right, this is my final day, and then you... Because ex you've accepted it long in advance, right? And so well, yeah, that yeah. is absolutely a story you could tell, but that's not what this story's doing. I no. also feel like that story does exist. I can't most think likely of it off yes. the top of my head. That's the, I don't think I've ever read it, but I can entirely believe there would be episodes or like Twilight Zones or whatever exploring that as a concept. Well, I know uh, that this Logan's won't mean any, <laughs> this won't mean much to Mike, but um, in Fake Grand Order, the second Lost Belt deals with that sort of concept that you live to a certain age. Whoa. And that is it. And you too can experience that story if you put several hundred hours into that game. <laughs> Not even a joke. It's, it's a strange juxtaposition they're trying to force here, and it never gels. And then after all of that, it has, oh, it turns out the cult was right all along slapping you across the face. Uh, yeah. Well, cause this, this is the other thing. So our main character, son of a cult leader, he hates his life because everyone like shuns him because like, oh my god, he's from that cult. He's the son of that cult. Don't go anywhere near him. And and they know. do use the word cult. Like yes, it is they, a cult. They are very explicit. It is a cult. So you know when he basically this is why he's so happy when he gets reincarnate 
air quoting reincarnated at this point. Yes. Reincarnated Isekai. into this. Uh, Just say Isekai, yeah. Yes. Transported. When, when he ends up in this new world with no religion, no cults or anything, he's like, oh man, I'm finally free. I can just have a normal life. And No religion, two hot girls who want to bang him, a twat yeah. of a friend, you know, what more could you want? And, you know, life's pretty chill. He's like, oh God, I'm so happy. But then, you know, after the event of the first chapter where he ends up summoning the god, he's like, oh no, we've drawn the attention of the Empire. Gonna have to fight them. Gonna have to... Uh, well, it's fine. We've got a god in us. Oh, our god's power is directly proportional to how many followers they have. Well, time to start a cult. <laughs> it's like uh... it turns into a full-on like cult simulator game, <laughs> where it's like it's your it's your uh, what was it called? Something of the Lamb, Cult of, cult the, of lamb. the Lamb. Yeah, cult yeah. Of the Lamb. Just turns into a game where it's like I need to collect cultist friends to increase the power of my cult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's so dumb. And the first person joins because they have a lolly foot fetish. Yes. He's just a degenerate in general. Like he, Roy, who is that friend character who I called a twat a minute ago. Yeah, he's he's just a degenerate. That's that's it. He has zero redeeming quality. Anything as long as they're a woman, which honestly is more accurate to how people would be in this kind of society. Like mm. if there's no if there's no fear of death, there's no ultimate consequence. Why wouldn't you just be a complete well, degenerate? That, no, he would be afraid of death because he's one of these exiled, the doomed, yes, damned of people who are of afraid course. of death. Well, I mean, in that case, and yeah, it makes sense. He's a degenerate in that instance as well because then it's like, well, I've only got a certain amount of days, and I don't want to die, so I'm going to enjoy all my days. Basically, what I'm saying is just be a degenerate, kids. <laughs> it's more fun that way. Well, but, uh, yeah. Then our, our main character goes about setting up his cult power up his god, despite the fact he hates the fact he was in a cult. Yeah. So it's, it's fortunate that he learned how to run a cult. We do get a scene that is like very much about self-preservation more than anything and also that he doesn't yes. just want to run away again, basically. Which is fine. And I've got no, like, unlike Mike who's like, that's dumb, I've got no issue with that being then the premise of this, that it's trying to do what his dad did and that it's trying to... I mean, I don't. It's just... It's like... It just uh, it has a weird feeling to it. It's like, I hated being in a cult. So do you know what I'm going to do? Start a cult. Do you know what my one marketable skill is? <laughs> Running a cult. Because so there's also times where you think it might lead into like the science and manipulate people. Like There's one bit where he talks about the... I can't remember the name of the effect, but the thing that fortune tellers use to like how yeah, they... The, the, the vague... The yeah. vague fortunes that apply to yeah. literally and everyone. I was like, oh, yes. so that's where the series go- no, that's just then. That's the only time you get any scientific analysis of it. You do get a couple of little bits like that. Nothing quite as in-depth as, say, that one, but you get him kind of going like, oh, well, there's this technique you could use for a call and this technique and that. And most of it is just basically browbeat people into believing in your cult. It starts off with that, and then it just turns into just bribery. Just yeah. Then it's like, hey, if you believe in our cult, you can have alcohol. Hey, if you believe in our cult, you can have electricity. See, that was the difference for me. The alcohol one, I was less on because it was like, sign this piece of paper to get a drink, and I'm like, sure, okay, people just do that. It doesn't mean they believe in it. It's when the god then starts going like, here, have a combine harvester. <laughs> <laughs> Which is another thing they could explore, but don't like the effects of like, as he says, dragging this civilization into five hundred years into the future. But 
That's, again, I think that's the big, exploring. That is like the biggest thing ever as well. Like <laughs> we basically go like he's sat there, he's like, Alright, I've got some time, I need to increase the number of believers. They basically put a goal number of ten thousand, I think it is. Something yeah, like that, yeah. Ten thousand to withstand an archon. Yeah. yeah, the the god he summons says like, Yeah, ten thousand believers and I could just like split the ocean or level the mountains or whatever. The, yeah. You know, like pretty mm-hmm. standard miracles. So it's like, oh yeah, we'd have to get uh ten thousand and you know, he's having a bit of a time of it. Well then he's like, Oh wait, we'll drag this civilization kicking and screaming into the future. And then you cut to one month later and it's just wind turbines, tractors, electricity lighting. Now <laughs> Phil, water faucets, clean Phil, water. He's like Phil, oh. I, I want I want you to take note of the fact that you said standard your standard miracles. Yes. If they get like ten thousand people, they can do the really good stuff. At three people, she raises the fucking dead. <laughs> I consider so <laughs> I consider what happens in chapter one an exception based on the fact she's being summoned from Earth. It's not chapter one. Where she raises the dead. Oh no. She she raises them she and then she raises yeah. four people later. She does yeah. Yes. Yeah, she the, does. The do excuse that. they just... give is that it's because it's the two sisters that believe in her and that's special for some reason. Yeah, like the I retconned that... it in my head too, it's the remnants of the power from Earth. <laughs> yeah. You're desperately clinging to some sort of that makes sense because sense, she already <laughs> did that earlier so no no you give me shit all the time when i like <laughs> mentally rewrite these things no, if i'm gonna give it shit it's the fact that it's just the cliche of well we got to prove how pure hearted this character is so they'll wish to resurrect the bad guys like no fucking uh, stop yeah and resurrects the bad guys as a member of the harem <laughs> As a as member a of female. the sex oh yeah no it has to be a female because you know das gay so there has to be a, a buxom woman instead of a buxom man. I don't know, but that's the correct word, but an attractive man, to be sure. A, a buxom, talented I mean, woman. To be fair, I did not think that person was going to be a character until they then got well, resurrected. Well, they basically were. <laughs> yeah, they, they basically were. Exactly. <laughs> so, but they had a name and everything in Chapter 1. <laughs> resurrects the executioner as a buxom lady and joins the harem, and they're just on the same side now, even though... Well, she... I'm gonna say she. Sure. Basically has no choice, because she returns to the Empire and's like, hey, it's me, and they're like, you, you're fucking stupid, that person's a guy, and you're clearly a woman, and get out of here. And there's See, no miracles in this world. I, <laughs> yeah. Oh, what, what annoys me with that one is, I can get it if it's just the standard mook who's like, how dare you, you're not the famous Bertrand is the name or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, something sure. perfect. Except she got resurrected with other soldiers at the time who can probably go, yeah, no, that that happened. We're shown later on that the um the Archons have access to identification devices that are like, it's that person. Their gender's changed, but it's that person. Mm-hmm. And she also has his sword. I was yep. about to say Fancy also sword. has the air quote magic sword. So, like, I get maybe not initially, like, being sceptical, but I feel there's enough circumstantial evidence where you'd be like, I don't believe you, but I'll double check. You know, yeah, it's like, I don't believe you, but you've got a magic sword. Some people are talking about how 
you know, people we thought were dead came back and were like, oh yeah, we came back to life. So did someone claiming to be the captain or whatever. Wearing all of his clothes, yes. <laughs> well, but was a woman for some reason. Which was fucking weird, but we've accepted way less. <laughs> you'd f- you feel like you'd be like, yeah, let's let's send this up the chain. <laughs> like maybe let's let's review the situation at it's least. It's above our pay grade. Someone else can make the decision. Or maybe yeah. they're just like, no, this. I suppose the thinking is they're just like, nah, fucking stupid. No way this could happen. There's no magic in the world. Not going to even entertain it. And if we had to ask someone else to do something, it'd take them at least a month. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently so, yep. I, I think the series does try to write a reason for that later on, but it, I just it, found it so stupid that it was like. It does try and go like, no, no, you can't go to the village now. You have to go over here and beat these beasts instead and that apparently well, the, I think the to jump ahead and if this might even be jumping ahead past what was translated because I did skim over the remaining chapters of volume 2 in foreign mm. languages <sighs> I think the implication is a character that we haven't discussed yet is the emperor so was mucking him around deliberately for a mm. month maybe well because where we ended because not a lot happens after that, honestly. It's it's raising the call. I will just address this now. So you may have noticed in the intro I went two-ish volumes. That's because uh, as of the time of recording this, only eight chapters have been totally legally, cough, translated. So we've only had a chance to read one and a half volumes of the 11 chapters that we would note usually. We've read eight chapters of the 11. Yeah, eight of 11, yeah. So, yeah, but like from where we ended... And obviously this will go further when the actual rest of them are released. We find out that while not a lot of story stuff has happened, we've learned a lot about the mechanics of this world because, of course, we have. It's an isekai. I, mean, I feel, of all worlds, this one has a bit more of a justification for teaching. Sure, sure. It, it's not literal stat blocks and stuff, so I'll give it that. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Not, no sister fucking yet. Not That's at fine. any point in these two volumes, I'll tell you hey, that. No, no, we have a stat block. It's how many followers he's got. You have a stat what stat was this? Sorry, the, the follower follows. count. Right? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I, I, yeah. uh, I, you can have one stat. I'll give one stat a pass. <laughs> and that's just like a count of how many followers, I guess. Uh, and I'll, that I'll give ties that into the core premise of the what becomes the core narrative. Are you focus, telling so. me that in my life as a butt plug, you don't need to know about <laughs> his. Start. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I almost feel bad that I thought Phil was going to use a real example for a minute. <laughs> how, how do you know that's not a real example? Let's I'm, not. Let's not. I'm Googling it. <laughs> oh, no. My life as a. There butt are sex worker isekais, but I'm pretty manga. sure my life as there a are. butt flag is not going to be one. No. No. Not. No. 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 Sounds like there's a gap in the market. The gap in your ass, apparently. <laughs> not after we write this manga, there isn't. <laughs> oh my god, let's not. Oh, okay, right. This is where this is where we've gone. Gaping, got it. Back onto uh, the point I was making. Please, please talk about this manga again. Where we ended uh, after we'd gotten all the mechanics of the world, like the big beefy, don't fuck with these guys, soldiers. Don't fuck with the emperor. Archons. They are called archons. Yes, and Warhammer 40k rules. Don't fuck with the emperor. Yes. And the gender-swapped lady that we have on our team now, Hiram member, it was one of these Archons, but... No, in... no, no, she wasn't. Very that specifically was. not. Very specifically not. The, leader, leader status in the army, I think, but not 
Even though, for all intents and purposes, she's an archon. She's not yes. an archon. She has the magic sword and can like cut entire gigantic beasts in half with a single stroke. And yes. but no, not an archon. Just well, the magic magic sword is granted by the emperor. Yes. Also, not magic. Also, also not magic. Oh, don't do it. In in the same way, it's not a cult. I hate this... that throwaway line. There's no magic in this world. I'm like, but I... there's not... there's no religion or gods or cults in this world. Stop either, saying so. these throwaway lines. <laughs> yeah. Stop saying these things that are obviously patently untrue. I can see it with my eyes. I'm reading it. Why are you lying? Why are you oh, gaslighting yeah. me, Mango? <laughs> but, yeah, um, it's not magic in the same way that the gun from Carlos is not magic. And it's... <laughs> that's a callback. <laughs> yeah, that that is. is a callback. However, I also feel that's different. Like, <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're, they're both magic, except they're not magic. So anyway, no, yeah. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care enough to argue this point. <laughs> I don't care enough to argue this point. Weird Batman with is me to food. Anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so we meet there, and then we get this final reveal that the friend from that we've had this entire time from the very beginning was actually uh, one of these not, not the degenerate friend, not the degen this is another character uh, who just randomly appears in chapter two and then oh okay they i got them just confused. sort of there every how so do you often. get them confused they look the same no, they don't they look the same <laughs> okay so so this guy's got character blindness because he's an idiot but um the two clearly different male friends i was gonna say like i can understand character blindness a bit with some of the characters in this those nah, two, I'm not giving I, them the sisters are normally quite similar. Nah, I'm not giving them that. Well, no, personality-wise, they're completely interchangeable. That one's that fair, is... but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, the the two guy friends are very different. Okay, can you tell I wasn't paying attention very well? Clearly, yes. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the the guy friend who uh, starts off as Clan, yeah, yeah, uh, is revealed to. Secretly be an Archon in disguise. Ah, they've been infiltrated this entire time for... Ah, oh, it's Loki. Oh my god, reasons. Loki. I'm pretty yeah, sure Loki. Loki is the Emperor. Yeah. So Based I... off of what I didn't read in chapters 9 through 11, I think Loki <laughs> is the Emperor. Well, they uh... they say that it's just like another Archon, because prior yeah. to this they had been attacked, I think, by another Archon. I don't know if it's that Loki's an Archon, I think, because they say that they support the Archons. <laughs> Yeah, so it's I, yeah. They do actually say he is an archon, but no, I read support. I never read that they were explicitly an archon. But again, um, it, not an archon in the same way Bertrand's not an archon. No, no, different. I they, like they're that. all archons. It's just they're all archons. Why can't the series just call them all archons? This is like bleach the... levels of like. Well, no, actually, technically, it's not really a Quincy. It's like, stop it. How many Quincy were there? I will never know. I mean, I feel like there was a very clear difference in power between the bad Archon, Loki, and... No, Loki's the Captain good Archon. Loki. Yes, and yes, there was a comma <laughs> between there, Sean. Sorry. Bad Archon, comma, Loki, and um, Captain McGee. This is bad that I know the names better than Phil. I just didn't care enough about the names. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the characters they, they are so largely irrelevant. I'm figuring out how this episode's playing out. Okay, 
<laughs> a lot of the characters in this were fairly irrelevant and interchangeable, yes. The captain turned harem member. Like, yes, she's yeah. very clearly way below the uh, Loki and the other Archon. Like, yes. very yeah. clearly. So I wouldn't call her an Archon. Well, no, I, I get what Sean's saying as well, though. It's like, you don't need all these different classifications to... It just causes confusion. You could just... I mean, hey, we hate it, but it's a thing. Why not a E-class Archon and a D and a C and a B, etc.? Because at that point, you're just saying, well, why don't the military just have A-ranked troops and B-ranked troops and C-ranked rather than colonel and general and lieutenant and... It, well, it's the same the thing. The thing is, yeah, but they're all still soldiers, even if they have different yeah. ranks of soldier. Whereas I don't know if that's how they define the characters like, in this. The they defining like trait of an archon entries. in this seems to be that they're given a special piece of kit equipment by the Emperor so they can be super high-powered. No, an archon is someone who is a member of the council. That's sure, but I'm assuming the Emperor decides that, so... Yes. And they all the have point. a special technical gear anyway, so just forgo all this nonsensical confusion and just say they're all archons. But they're not all... No, no. It's easier for everyone involved. It's... It, I'm having no problem with this. There's One of them is very clearly they've all not got asterisks by their archon status. It's like, just say they're archons. No, they don't. Not, none also, of them you have say you're not, You can't remember their names. <laughs> just because I don't remember... You got the fucking bad guy that came. Very clearly an Archon. Very explicitly said. You've got Loki. Very explicitly said. Archon. No, and then you've Loki got the captain. supporter of the Archons, not as an Archon. My uh, true name is Loki, a pillar of the Archons. Pillar! Oh, well, ah, different! What? An Archon? <laughs> you've been watching us from the start. Oh my god, Clen is an Archon. So why did they say... The characters, not... So everyone is calling them an Archon. And I'm calling Bertrand an Archon because it's easier. So there no, we go. you're doing it for your own sake. The story is very clear. <laughs> they're not an Archon because there's no but reason. They have all it. the qualifications of an Archon that we've No, they told. don't. They don't have the one fundamental fucking qualification. <laughs> he has the sword. That's the qualification. It's has, not. has nothing it's not to do sword. with the Archons, to be clear. The sword has fucking nothing to do with yes, it. Yes, they literally say Archons are characters who have special things given by the Emperor, which is yes. what the sword is. Archons do have that, but the qualification of being an Archon is being on the Council. No, Council is irrelevant. Are given to other council people is different. Well. Council is explicitly stated as different. <laughs> Why is everybody fighting? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, the world setting's not great, as we hammered out earlier. <laughs> The thing Perfectly is, fine if you read the fucking thing. <laughs> I, you don't remember names, don't you swing at me for I remember. My things. issue with the world setting is it does attempt to do something more unique than your standard fantasy isekai, and that yes. I do appreciate. But it doesn't really go anywhere with it, and the stuff they do put out doesn't gel particularly well at the best of times. I mean, this Archon discussion aside... It's got like a weird mixture of like uh, medieval fantasy, lack of technology, and super technology. And it's got, because like it appears that the, the Archons, they're not magical, it's some sort of super technology. It's got like these really serious themes of like death and violence, except everyone's a naked, buxom lady for some reason. Okay, I'm not saying everyone's a naked, buxom lady. All like, of the Archons are that we've met so far. 
one of the archons becomes it yeah when their costume breaks down well like even loki who we were talking about like their actual outfit yeah, is okay, fair. Fair. yeah it's painted on <laughs> I, w- I would say that's towards the end of what we read. Like, I don't think it it's fan service mania until the back end of volume two. I mean, hey, the first chapter or so, they're just talking about actual erotica books. Clearly, they yeah, looked them in with that early. Yeah, but they're also not like, oh no, my clothes are falling off, yeah, etc. Just... <laughs> there is no lucky part I don't, I don't, I don't think yet. until, and try, I saw how volume two ended, so I'm not going to say there's no fan service in this, because we'll Because <laughs> there but, definitely uh, is. Uh, it's totally not a brothel at the end of volume two but um <laughs> different characters like not our leads but yeah it, it becomes more of that as it goes on i mean don't be put it this way when i think we first picked up this series because like like i saw the latest volume cover for like volume six and it's like jesus christ that's a well-endowed character <laughs> which feels quite far removed from where it starts it just feels like nothing really gels together very very well in this world yeah it's like they, they haven't taken time to build it properly and they're just kind of expecting you to just be on board with it almost it's just not it's just not very well built and like i just don't know why we would really like care about a lot of these things because they're kind of so haphazardly thrown together i think the world saying is rough around the edges to put it mildly but i feel that like once the series gets going and more finds its foot and like the it, the focus shifts from like the world to how can we get up these x number of followers so that my god my little god lolly is hmm. the strongest god lolly and can fight off people and in fairness i think that culminates in a fucking great fight in chapter seven which is literally the entirety of chapter seven when the archon and uh i'll you i'll give her a name because we keep just saying god lolly uh mitama at fight it out god lolly gotcha yeah fair. And- yeah, you, you've also just reminded me of, like, the part of this I really don't like, but we'll get to it in a second. But, yeah, like, some of the art of, like, the actual choreography of the fights and stuff is pretty good. And, like, some of the detailing is pretty good, too. Like, characters have their multiple forms and stuff, like, you'd expect in your standard shonen fair. Oh, the art, it's with, like, at first the art seems kind of, and it makes sense if this is the only thing the artist has done. The art takes a little bit to hit its stride, but I feel like by the time you hit volume two, it's done a really good job like it merges multiple visual styles together of like you have the goofy comedic expressions but also ultra serious stuff to play off against each other yeah and then as i said the fight in chapter seven i think is freaking phenomenal well like the the archon fights we get there they give you vibes of like well it's it's clearly meant to be like magic versus technology with the god versus uh, the archons and it's giving you like the technology side gives you vibes of like uh like near automata that kind of style of technology it gives you those kind of vibes and but like the god vibes like you get the feeling that this is not like a benevolent god kind of thing because their all their magic is like pretty horrific in nature like with body horror and stuff all over the place so those kinds of things are actually should actually be celebrated and frankly i feel like that saves this thing from not being complete utter garbage but just the premise in the world building just, oh god, it just ain't there. One of the things that really annoys me about this, and re- I mean, it's to do with like the premise and the world building and stuff. whole premise is, this person has to get 10,000 followers to be really powerful. Even though we've seen that they can combo platter, revive, and gender swap people with like three followers. So, maybe that's supposed to be a sliding scale. Like, maybe at 10,000 followers, they're like, 
that times 10,000. Whoa, that's crazy. I mean, you don't even have to go that far. By the end of what we read, they have a little over 2,000 followers, is it? Yeah, and it's a big number. Basically already beating an arc. Not quite, Yeah, but Near as, as, makes cool it as. Yeah, yeah, they don't, at least I don't think they say it outright. I think the, the implication we get from the events is more that the more followers she has, the longer she can keep doing this. It's Not also the more, it's, I think it's both. Okay. I, I would, the way I would think of it is the number of followers dictates your mana pool. Yeah, that's good. So you get a bigger mana pool with more followers, which means you can either cast small stuff for longer or bigger flashy stuff. Yeah, that, that adds up. See, I don't mind that either. It's just, why is it a struggle at all? For them to get followers on board, because like, I understand, like your standard cookie cutter box out of the box religion. Well, I'd argue it is at first until he figures out the way that works, and that it's not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to throw this one at you, Mike. Yeah. The reason it's so difficult to get followers uh-huh. is because no one has a fucking clue what a god is. Well, it's so not even. Like, Please uh... believe in my god, and like the fuck's a god. Like, do they need to like make an a literal official pen on paper sign up for this situation? to be counted as one of the followers, because surely by definition, if you see the godlike powers, and you're like, yes, that exists, it means you have belief. You don't need faith anymore. You have belief, and therefore... belief in that god, I think is the thing, specifically. As Phil highlighted way earlier, a lot of this gets explained away by, like, the the government slash emperor slash power system in place. So, and we've seen that there is a lot of advanced technology, so they could just be like... And I think at one point, even the one character, I can't remember if it's the main character or something, like Hyperfuzz is maybe Mitamo is another creation of the Emperor. So that's less faith in that character and more faith in the world, but faith doesn't exist, but whatever. Or faith in the Emperor. Yeah. Like, you, there, I feel like in the circumstances of this world, there are ways you could write it off without just going, that's a god, what's a god? That is. Which is why I like the thing they does later at one point where he's like, no, no, just just think of her as a mascot, and we're like, oh, I know that concept. Yeah, but also at the same time, like you sort of see scenes where it's like, hey, believe in my god, like the fox god, and they're like, oh, just you know, say you believe, and you get Alcon, like, all oh, right, and the follower count goes up, and it's like, I, is, yeah, is like you enough? can't have it both ways. <laughs> I think I said earlier, like, I don't believe that you can sign a piece of paper and that's the way it works, but I can believe you can drop yeah, a copyright harvester, and there you go. This is the thing is like it seems very lax with what it requires to be a follower in a way. It's yes. just what is convenient for the scene. I think that's a symptom of them trying very ineffectively, mind, to mix the comedy and the faux shonen fight seriousness. Like trying to mix them together. They don't mesh very well in this whatsoever, and they can. They can mesh in general, but I, they don't I, in this. I don't know. I think the comedy on this mostly nails it. I, I just don't. It's not there for me, and I guess that's an opinion-based thing. But it's just like, I think one, one of the symptoms of them trying to mesh those two styles eventually comes out to like these sort of juxtapositions, unexplainable juxtapositions of like, just say you agree. Okay, cool, I do. Yeah, yeah, I'm more powerful now. And people who have like genuine belief, and even if you assume that it, the emperor's explaining stuff away, then like the people who have switched away from that faith system onto yours, and that's where the power comes from. 
you can't really have it both ways because they are mutually exclusive. People are giving lip service and giving actual faith. They don't. They're not the same thing. I guess. And, I guess. I guess also for me because it's over such a relatively, in terms of religion, short time scale of a month. Oh yes, yeah, and like she's bringing. She's like banging out miracle after miracle within that first month. I can believe for that period, even if you didn't really understand faith, you'd be like, well, yeah, clearly, clearly she's something special if she's <laughs> given us running water and, oh, my God, lights and, and then bloody costume. Ignore that bit. I don't, where, they, where they get the bloody costumes and the swimsuits? Don't, don't, don't think about Same that. Same place they got the combine harvesters. I, I, please, no. <laughs> like, she, she made them. <laughs> I just didn't. I, that bit it's, it's, annoyed me. <laughs> like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's stupid, but I'm not like, oh my god, where did they come? No, she just made them. Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> at the point you're creating combine harvest, I mean, it's turbine, all, solar that's panels. That's what our uh, lead character is. It Yukito, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That like, I get that he wanted the combine harvesters. I don't feel that he wanted the bunny suit. Oh, I feel he did. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> because wasn't it was all part of his plan to be like, yes, join our cult. We have bunny girls. Uh, that's depressing if that's also one of the methods he's using to win the moment. Like, I, is electricity not enough? You've got to go for sex cells. I yes. feel like uh, he's going for quite literally everything. Uh, yeah. yeah. Throwing fair. it all at the wall and seeing what sticks. Fair. Probably the bunny suits that could, can be it, sticky. Either way, as I say, I don't believe the whole... I, I agree that like, selling your name on a piece of paper does not in any way make you <laughs> a guarantee to believe in something, but I feel that there's enough happening this first month that I can believe that the vast majority of this 2,000 people village believes that Mitama, if not a god, at least is very something special. I think actually one of the surprising things is, at least as far as we read, unless it's just not something they decided was worth mentioning, our main character isn't a believer. No, they do mention that several times. Like, Mitama gets very annoyed. It's like, what? Why is Roy my first believer? Why is it not you? Yeah, yeah that, that that's my point. Like, they very specifically say he is not a believer. Like, he is not her first believer. But then they never bring yeah. it up again. So there's sort of an implication there that he isn't a believer. Which would also then imply that he wasn't the one that summoned her in the first place. I mean, there is that as well, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, he. I don't necessarily know about that. I feel like he did call out for a god, but that doesn't necessarily mean. He, he uh, did, and yeah. she is alleging to be the god that of god. the cult his dad ran. There's, there's probably more to it that we'll learn as it goes on. As, and for now, it's mainly more just played off for laughs of it, like, like, oh my god, look what I can do! Do you believe me? It's like you do this, no useless god. Yeah, I, that is actually a problem with a lot of manga, especially ones we've reviewed. They're so quick to want to make a joke out of really important shit that quite often it raises more questions than they th probably thought they were doing and so stuff like that where like how can this god even exist if the first believer doesn't believe in them kind of thing then yeah yeah like that that's a bigger question than i feel like this manga is think, ever really going I mean, to answer me, you've got that but then it's also like why is she doing anything he says if he's not a believer even though he, of all people, now has the most reason to believe. Yeah, like, he doesn't need faith. He has proof. <laughs> he has literal proof she is a god. She knows he came from a different world. It's like, like, he is the one person in this world who apparently has a concept of gods and faith and stuff. He should be the one person who does believe and follow. I don't, I don't think he necessarily has to follow, but yeah, he, he should definitely be, like, 
okay, yeah, you, you're a god. I ain't, I ain't questioning that one. Well, at the very least, he should be on the list. The well, list yeah. of followers, you know? Yes, but definitely. I, but the joke they're trying to make, I guess, is that he is not a follower of her because he's in charge of her kind of thing. No, I, I think they're going for, like, he's like, no, no, I don't want anything to do with cult or religion, therefore I am not a follower. I think it's partly that, and I think it's also partly the joke that they're going for, the dissonance between what he would consider a god, like an omnipotent capital G god, and then this little girl who can only do one thing and then is on the floor looking like a dead fish. Oh, god, you know what this actually reminds me of? Oh, the fact man. that they keep flip-flopping. It's fucking that guy who kept saying how hard it was that he couldn't party up. <laughs> it, it <laughs> he was reminding me Mike, right. he wasn't allowed to party. I, I, I'm not inside this by comparing it to Lona Life in Another World. How dare you? You take that back. Uh, no, no, like I it's, mean, it's, no, no. I'm, I want to draw a parallel here. This, this buys into the concept. It writes into the title. This world has about as much lack of religion as Lone Life had him being unable to party up. Exactly. This is what I'm saying. It's like just because you keep saying it doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> nah, nah. This is this is a the, the title implies that this is predominantly about religion, and it is predominantly about religion. Whereas Lone Life in Another World implies it's going to be about one guy on his own. It has nothing to do with that. I do, mm, yeah. Okay. So the core premises aren't the same, obviously, but it. It gaslights you the same amount. This is about its core premise. Lone life no, isn't. no, because it does actually very explicitly say in the title, World Without Gods, this very clearly has a god. It is the Emperor. Oh, I... Shush. I, <laughs> that, oh, um, is it? that one is does not require any deep thinking. <laughs> I think this is more invested in its premise than Lone Life ever was. I, I don't mean, dispute sure. that. I don't dispute that at all, no. That's why I'm saying the comparisons in that. Like, Lona Life's biggest issue was they had nothing to do with Lona Life. And this has nothing to do with there being no religions, <laughs> no gods. That's entirely the point the premise. It's the point, but they don't no. stick to it. Yeah, yes, they do. That, that's the point, but there is very clearly gods. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. But the title but... is a lie, is all I'm saying, <laughs> in the same way. And no, yes, I'm I not, do I'm feel like this sticks, to its, this sticks to its premise a lot more than, that, than Lona Life does, but... God, it does make me feel the same way. <laughs> it's like I'm being lied to constantly. Gaslit by another manga. How dare. I dare. So, I mean, okay. So, that... <laughs> so that, I mean, like, what do you think of the pace of this, though, at the very least? Because, like, like, while world events move glacially slow, apparently, as I've said, one month for the council to be like, maybe yeah. we should attack this village. Actual chapter to chapter, it feels like it's going at quite a lick with, like, how things are progressing. At least to me, it did. Yeah, the pacing of this is weird, right? It's yeah. so weird. Like, it's just yet another thing that doesn't seem to gel in this world. <laughs> it's fast and slow. I don't even know how you did that. <laughs> it's like when people watch Game of Thrones, the show, and they complain that like there's a whole lot of time compression in the later seasons about yes. how in like the first season it takes them like a full ass year to go from the north to the south, and then they're just like in four different cities in one day in the final season, and people complain about that, but like. They never do both at the same time. <laughs> they never have, like, one person like taking a did. year to travel, and then they're like, oh, this, uh, this guy's going all over the fucking shop. I feel, I feel like they did. Well, I don't remember it anyway. Well, I feel like you had one character's like, I need to go to this place, and, you know, that place is going to take a while to get there. And then you had another character who was just fucking teleporting all the fuck around. Like, as the other person is traveling, it's like, 
why, how are they still traveling but he's all the way over here and then over there and then over there and, uh... even if that was but the yes. case it never felt at least in the earlier seasons it never felt like the pacing was so mismatched like it is in this it's like i understand that this guy comes to this world with prior knowledge from his previous world which is how he can and he has a literal god in his side so which is how he can make certain things combine harvesters combine harvesters yes but Man, it takes longer than, like, the month they are arbitrarily given to throw I mean, these kind of things together. So, on what? the one hand, yes, but also I think the implication is that God is just shitting them out. I was going to say, they're a god, they just drop it. I think, like, I think it's, it's not like, like they have to develop the technology for it. Yeah, <laughs> they just I... snap and it's there. I mean, yeah, I guess. It's just, it feels very, very... Um... Manufactured, I guess, is the word I'm going to go with. I mean, yes, yeah. like harvesters are manufactured. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I realize what I, I mean. Said no, these ones it. aren't. They're just <laughs> no. <laughs> true. Shut out. I mean, I love it that bit as well. It's like, oh, give them all that. Oh, it's some extra fuel as well. Don't forget the fuel. <laughs> it's, like... <laughs> it's just that the need for anything just seems to just sort of happen, whereas other things are given weirdly long amounts of times to sit and fester. I just, I don't know, and this is yet another one, another manga that somehow lasts for a really short period of time, but they make gigantic progress. And I know that the argument here is there's a literal god on their side for this one. But man, that excuse wears thin a bit. (laughs) When like, for no reason, the emperor is giving them like a month or so to just get ready for it. And yeah, like and I don't I say, know why. To me, this. that only makes sense if the Loki is, which I think he is, or she is, the Emperor. Because then it's like, so, well, well, well yeah. let's see what let's see what the fuck's going on here. Let's uh, let's let this so, play out. Yeah. the the other Archon that's coming to attack keeps getting sent elsewhere for reasons by someone because yeah. they're talking into a communication orb thing. Yeah. Yes, device. and and someone's like, no, no, you can't go to the village. You need to go over here and kill some beasts. And I, this one I could pot. be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure um, Atar is the name of the Archon. Uh, I'm pretty sure they say Loki yes. by name at one point, which I didn't really pick up on until Chapter Eight only got translated very recently as we were going. I this. feel like it was only in Chapter Eight we saw the name Loki. Yeah, but I feel I don't like... remember seeing it anywhere else. I Not I say feel... it isn't. I guess they. I could be wrong. I feel like Atar when they were. Conf- chatting to this person that we didn't know i feel like they may have said loki but we had no context at the time for who that was but i could be wrong there i don't i don't remember seeing a name there off the top of my head certainly not loki i don't think but there, there might way, be a name i feel like if it is and this is again also partly based off what i saw but didn't read in chapters 9 through 11 i feel like it makes sense if loki is the emperor but yeah it, it definitely does seem to imply that whoever the bad archon is talking to is leading them astray to try and gain yeah. time. So yeah, it could it could be Loki. Could just be someone else on Loki's side. I really hope the Emperor is not Loki, purely because that I suppose Loki does also say at the end they want to kill yeah, the Emperor. I was about to say <laughs> the, think about the, it. Other, the other thing is at the end of what we read, Loki's like, Alright, we're gonna go kill the Emperor. It's like Seems a bit weird to be like I want to to a side. Narratively doesn't make sense either because you know, like you you're two, less than two volumes in. Hi, I'm the big bad. Like, oh, cool, thanks for revealing that for no reason. 
And I'm not saying that manga wouldn't do it. They've definitely have before. I, I will say, you, you are right, Sean. It is Loki being like, yes, go deal with all this for okay. us. Go over there. Yeah. I said, oh, let me put it this way, Mike. Chapter 9 opens, if you didn't read it, and they're pretty much in, I believe they're in the palace within a page. So Fucking hell. <laughs> you, you're talking Again, about pacing. pacing. <laughs> God, how does this go on for six volumes? How is it not done in, like, another three chapters? Because the the... The Emperor was dead all along. Ah. I mean, I can tell you some of the things I did in sight from chapters 9 through 11, if you want, as like a final little bit from when I skipped uh, Sure, it. it's still within the first two volumes. Why not? Cool. So they go in there. There's a guy, an old generic-looking guy on a throne. And then I believe, and again, this is all me theorizing, Matama attacks a pillar, which I believe then reveals that it was all a projection, which so makes the sense of technology. Yep. So the throne, the boss, yeah, there's you. no one on the throne, and then Loki sits on it. <laughs> so accomplished. I, yeah. I don't considering Loki ends volume eight, say I want to kill the emperor on volume eight, chapter eight. I, yeah, it. Uh, okay, some shit happens. Like Loki and the hero and Matama and Atar fight around a bit. Atar's in handcuffs. I, yeah, I lost the plot at this point. Try Loki, especially with the way this manga world setting is very inconsistent I, uh, yeah I don't know but it all ultimately seems to revert to they're all in the village again in chapter 10 Loki is swapping back between their fo that form and clan reverts Bertrand to a guy at one point for a joke and then makes him a girl again because oh, that and, be funny. yeah and then also I think right towards the end some kind of contract between Yukito and Atar is made and Atar then seems to split follower number with Mitama, implying yeah. that that's a thing that can, like, godhood can be shared or whatever this world's equivalent or whatever. And then it ends, as I mentioned, with the Archon running the brothel. Another Archon, presumably, running the brothel. I mean, so something that seems a little implied in a way was this idea that the Archons and the Emperor, not that he exists now, I suppose, Again, it could just be that they're not there. Like, they, they are... At the very least, the Emperor was a deity. I suppose you could then say, like, the Archons were, like, demigods or something, which is sort of shown by Loki being one. Yeah. So they could have their own followers. Ironically, this is an Isekai feel that would make more sense if it was a computer game. <laughs> because then you could just have it be like, yeah, the Emperor's just giving them, like, hack powers. I mean, say so this is why the assumption is the Emperor was a god, is a god. And he's just like, yeah, here you go, have a wazzy yeah. sword. Have wazzy bullshit Asora's Wrath-esque arm. There, there's clearly high-end tech going on behind the scenes. Like, yeah, he's yeah. just like, yeah, fucking I'm a god. You can shoot lasers at your butt, why not? Yeah, sounds painful. And yeah, he's a god, so it's not. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Mitama seems to feel pain. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Mitama has like 2,000 followers. The, the Emperor clearly has... This entire Followers. society, yeah. He, he has, yes, that society. That's clearly why. So I think this is the key idea behind why people are killed at an age and the exiles are called, is to quash other religions effectively. Because if you can't grow beyond a certain point, you're essentially killing off the possibility of any long staying ideas in a way so he's sort of gone he's going i've set up shop i'm not letting anyone else do so yeah it'd be terrible if you got dementia and forgot they existed at that point that's you're not a believer then like oh god can't yeah. have that. 
kill him off now. I, yeah, it, it's hard yeah. to draw any conclusion in the world, partly because it's also disjointed, and then partly because, as I say, the translation wasn't the greatest that we read, which also, also has because, issues. <laughs> also because in some ways we actually don't really learn that much, even though we learn quite a bit. Like, you get very surface-level stuff. Yeah, we don't learn anything of consequence, I feel. Like, this does have the... Like, this doesn't have the, the problem of stuff, nothing happens. It has stuff that happens. Stuff happens. But that's pretty much the end of it from what we got. Like, maybe that's a sim- symptom of us not reading in as far as we normally would. No, I think that's, that's fair. Because, I mean, there are several times where characters, like, generally by Yukito, are generally questions about the state of the world. And they don't really go in as depth as you'd expect. They kind of just give you surface-level analysis. And that's yeah. It. And, like, a lot of the stuff you learn, you're like, cool, how does that help? I mean, how, how we've said throughout this episode, a lot of us, including me and Phil, have been loggerheads because things just aren't clear. <laughs> yeah. It's like, cool, that, that happened. <laughs> stuff happens. That, stuff that's happens. pretty much... That's stuff my... does happen. At least stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, that, if that is your bar <laughs> for entry, then <laughs> stuff happens. Feel free to read it, I guess. But... I mean, we're, we're saying stuff happens. I feel like it's the absolute bare minimum of stuff. Yeah, you know, like, it is like, absolutely bottom of the barrel stuff happens. Like, like it's... You, you could sum it up in... He, he summons his god starts a cult, they, they fight with the Empire. I mean, I feel you could boil down 99% of series I, thing, descriptions that vague. I, but the problem is, in a way, I feel like that's not vague for this series. That, that no, is I, I agree actually with about you. what you get. I agree with you. Some series we review, it's just like, why the fuck am I even reading this? And for this one, you're like, okay, I can see what they're trying to do. And they kind of do it, I guess. Stuff happens. <laughs> like, I can't say nothing happens because stuff happens. Fucking rude. Fucking rude is what I'm hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, it's like, yeah, things have happened, but why do you give a shit? <laughs> you know? <laughs> what reason do I have to actually care about what's going on? Guy doesn't want to be a, re- a cult leader, so he becomes a cult leader. <laughs> and then there's yep. magical bullshit fights. That's yep. it. That's all you got. <laughs> That's all yeah. this boils down to. He becomes a cult leader because he has to be by the step, the way the events unfold. And then there's magical bullshit fights, and that's no, there's no magic apart from uh, when there's definitely magic. Right, okay, <laughs> how, how right? <laughs> how would you define a miracle then? Is a miracle not just magic? No, it's a miracle. It's totally different. No, like I'm using like, stats. If someone, if someone <laughs> like pulls a coin out from behind their ear, I'm not like that's a miracle. I. It's no, that's a trick, and tricks in- kids. Impossible, I would say. A miracle is something that is impossible. I would argue anything done by magic is generally impossible. Well, no, because you can explain it. You, you explain it by going, it's fucking magic. But it's that's magic, you don't have to explain it. No, as in, like, if someone does a card trick, I wouldn't go to a miracle, because I know there's an explanation for that. Even yeah, if I, I don't we're know what the about explanation two very is. different concepts yeah, of I, magic I, here. I think the, ve- the idea of this is meant to be that the antagonist faction, Archons, Emperor, etc. That's clearly some sort of, like, magical future technology. Whereas the protagonist faction, Matama and the rest of their merry band of fuckwits, they... That's clearly meant to be just, it's magic, we don't have to explain it. 
Oh no, yeah, no, I agree. Like, if I saw, for example, if I was in this world and I saw the Mitama versus Atar fight, I could clearly see, like, with my modern sensibilities, I could clearly see that Atar is doing technological stuff. Like, even if I don't have a fucking clue how it's working, I can see it's all coming off of, like, their equipment and gear that they're using. Mitaba, I'm like, what the fuck? How have they just made the Earth do all of that? Ah, that's that's not well. That's that's called magic. That's you could call it magic if you were, but yeah, miracle godhood essentially. That clearly, yeah. I can't explain that. Whereas, even if I don't understand the Tars, I can explain that it's from the tech they're using. Yeah, like, and that's this is all you get. Like, these are things that have happened. Like, yeah, okay, that's a thing that it looks pretty cool. Sure, they did a fight. They they did a fight. Yeah, well, that was that's a pretty cool fight. That happened. <laughs> oh, right. I don't see like the the hook here to stay continue reading. I mean, I guess if you're interested in the pseudo mystery they're setting up, then I guess that could leave you hooked into this. But man, that's just <sighs> not a lot to it. Do you want to go to the conclusion then that you kids have clearly desperately been pining for for about 10-15 minutes at this point? I mean, I don't mind either way. <laughs> well, I, I've, I've got nothing else to say. Is like. I've got nothing else to do. <laughs> like, if, if you guys have got more stuff to say, I, I'm happy to keep this going. But Mike, I, do you have anything else you want to bring up? Stuff happened. Let's just say that a few more times. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. But no, I'm, I'm good. No, no. Okay, well, we'll move to the conclusion then. And I will go first because I have very quickly learned that I am by far the most positive on this. So um, the questions that we ask, these for me and Mike, would we read more, buy more and watch the adaptation? For me, to start off, as I said, by what I'm guessing, unless Mike's about to massively U-turn the most positive response to this. Let's be clear. Detail-orientated, this ain't. It's got a very selective memory. It's got an ability to wave off the impossible and no one really reacts or questions things, both in the world setting and then in the events that unfold. How did those people come back to life? Oh, well, let's go home. Uh, just like, why, why do we get cold? No one, no one asks these questions. They just accept things, which is a mildly, massively annoying. But I do feel that you can see the series getting more comfortable with itself in real time. I do feel that volume two is a step up from volume one in that it's starting to iron out its inconsistencies and then especially with its art, which uh, I'm not going to say starts off rough, but the art style seems a bit not sure what it wants to be in the first couple of chapters and then really kind of dials in as it goes on to like, okay, so we're going to have these bits in this more cutesy comedy style, these bits in this kind of hyper-realistic-esque style. And it plays off well, especially including in the Chapter 7 fight, which I will not stop seeing the praises of. It looks fucking amazing and has some very cool shots that I will no doubt be using for the promotional images of this episode. So, yeah, I feel it's finding its feet, definitely. I like most of the characters in this. You can argue that some of them are interchangeable, sure. And don't get me wrong, like I hate the Roy-esque, Yosuke-esque twat of a sidekick character. But, like, I... I find that the comedy of it all gels quite well. Like, it made sense to me when I read like the writer's credits. It was like, ah, oh, they wrote several episodes on Konosuba, which is also a very kind of comedy-focused lead character kind of is done with everything style of writing, which I enjoy. And as such, bleeds through into this. It's probably why I partly enjoy this. 
And like to the point of like, as I mentioned, I read, I went and skipped ahead through chapters nine for eleven, and I was disappointed that I couldn't read those in English. Like, rather than some series like say, Kiniku Man, if some of that mm-hmm. hadn't been translated, I would have been relieved that I could be bail out early. Whereas in this one, no, I I kind of wanted to see where the story was going in those few chapters. So it's it's on the line for me of like the inconsistencies stop me from being all in on this. It's kind of on that borderline between yeah, I'll buy into it and close but no cigar so what i will likely do seeing as i can't read more of this legally cough or otherwise at the time of recording and i can't buy it in a shop for now but there will be an anime and i'll probably watch that to make my final judgment of it because i would like to imagine that that will make the necessary like alignments in world setting and narrative and that which this one doesn't really do at the start especially because it also have knowledge of what happens throughout the rest of the six volumes that this series is run for and that will probably also then be a real catalyst of like, do I get bored of it after a few episodes? Does it just not really ever find its way? Or does it actually like continue to evolve and progress into something good? So I will probably watch the anime and then make my decision on if I buy the manga for real, for real. Assuming it gets licensed off of that. So yeah, if you enjoy more jaded comedy isekais like Konosuba, like I do, you'll probably vibe with this. But um, otherwise, like these two, Maybe, maybe not so much. So on that note, uh, who wants to go first? Michael, Phil. Pick one. Okay, I pick Phil because he's number one. Ah, So Phil, I guess in this case, I will not use the recommend question because you've barely read any of it outside of until this show. So would you read more? Would you buy it if it got localized officially? And would you, will you? Watch the anime adaptation. I would read more, most because, well, as we've established on the show, I'll read most anything. And like, ah, they're fine. Fine. I've no qualms with reading more, see what happens. I did not find this good or enjoyable enough to be worth purchasing at this point in time, at the very least. Say read more and it becomes the best thing ever, the second coming of Christ, as it were. Then uh, I would consider it, but also, as you allude to, it's also not licensed over here, so uh, not really a concern. Then I might watch it. I could see. I do think some of the problems we might have had, particularly with the earlier chat, comes down to the particular translation we had and i imagine that's going to be a lot cleaner in the anime whether it be an official sub or otherwise i imagine because you'll have someone who is native english speaking translating i would hope or native japanese and speaks english either and i think it could like mike was praising the fights i like there were times I thought they were a bit messy myself, and I could see an anime just making it a bit clearer. And particularly given the fights going on, I think you definitely do want good-looking fights. Yeah, that's my thoughts. Well, then, closing it out then, old Grumpy McGee, Mike. That's me! You, yeah! Would you read more? Would you buy this if you could? And will you watch the anime as it airs in the next week or two? So, 
in spite of everything I've said, oh my god, this was not an <laughs> overall. There's the both of you. It was not an overall sinful experience. It was. I hate you. <laughs> how, how can it be sinful, Mike? There's no religion in this world. <laughs> it just wasn't great. Like it was fine, like just kind of fine. And I do think that the art and stuff does tip it over the edge into like above average rather than just being average but it's just kind of okay stuff happens as i've said many times already and i can't by all right say that the stuff that does happen is bad because it's not and this is definitely got a leg up on a lot of other isekai because it at least tries to use its isekai premise somewhat even if it does in a very odd and somewhat jarring fashion it's fine. And if you are really into Isekai, you'll probably really enjoy this one. But I didn't. And I don't think that's a surprise to anyone. It was okay. I do think like the whole fact that they keep flip-flopping on their core concept is a bit mm, alienating, I guess. It just made... There was a, every so often, there was just one little thing that made me not want to care about this thing a little bit more it is definitely not the worst thing we've ever read and i'm sure some people will enjoy this it's just that i personally do not so would i read or buy it no but i might watch the anime it really does depend on how it's reviewed as it comes out purely because i think that like sean i think that they could fix a lot of the issues that they're having in these early days in a full anime production like because they essentially get a second pass at it right so all of the sort of weird flip-flopping things they have another shot at fixing a lot of the smaller issues like with the pacing and stuff again they could do things in a different order and try and fix the patch the holes in that it would absolutely be doable and I'm hoping that an animated version would move this from stuff happens to interesting stuff happens. And in fairness, we did not read the full two volumes that we normally would. But based on what I've been told about those, not sure that would have fixed it. In fact, but if anything, it might have made it worse. So an interesting start, but probably not for me is what I'm going to go with. Yeah, I think based off of your critiques, I don't think from what I inferred of what chapters 9 through 11 are about, that would have fixed your desire for stuff happening. <laughs> well, stuff happened. It's more changing the status quo of a couple of characters we've already met than it is. Well, one thing I do hate a lot is when a story starts as one thing and then they realize however far in they're like, oh, this isn't what we want it to be. Let's completely flip flop and turn into something else. And but I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I mean, that was... <laughs> I, you're not else, wrong. <laughs> something I saw thinking when Sean was doing his wrap-up. Oh, you were listening. Oh. Oh, oh, I do listen, I just don't care enough to comment. Trash Mega Fred. Question mark. Trash Mega You were saying it felt like it was getting out, ironing out stuff out in, like, the second Finding half of what we read. Yeah. Finding his feet. And I feel a lot of that comes down to the fact that in the first, like, 
four chapters, four or five chapters. It's having to do all of its world building, all of its setting, and that's where all of the issue lies. And once it's done that, it can just sort of shove it all to one side and go, just just remember it's kind of there, but you don't really need to remember it's there. That's fair. Yeah. So it that's where a lot of the issues come from, I think. Sort of, sort of said, like this idea of people just being chill with dying and all this thing around people being exiled, which just never really comes up after the first chapter again, beyond the fact, yes, we are in the village of exiles. It's like, yeah, yeah okay. no, I, I can definitely see that. Like, for, I think we didn't, we barely touched it in the episode, but like, as I think it got mentioned once or twice, that some of these characters have seals on them, but it's, it's irrelevant. Yeah, it's not really like, and then they're like, oh my god, that one doesn't have a seal. Whoa, but yeah, that it doesn't tie into anything. I wouldn't go as far as irrelevant, but it doesn't right. tie into anything at this point. So just, just because you said that, I just realized that was Plen that didn't have the seal, wasn't it? Yes. Who is Loki, so wouldn't have the seal. Yeah. Which makes sense. I, I know, I get why they don't having that red yes. cap, right? But yeah. Yeah, but it was more, I suppose, like, there's no reason I couldn't. I just never connected those two events together in my head because it i think one of the one of the issues i have is this idea that you have your main character yukito you have tama the god god goddess and then everyone else is just kind of there they don't really do much in what we read so it's just like oh yes this person doesn't have a seal that might be important at some point and then oh hey it is important in like a volume later and you've probably already forgotten about it i guess maybe that's why i can also give it a bit more benefit of that like the first read through we did chapter eight wasn't translated the second yeah. read i did it was and chapter eight did explain several things retroactively like mainly because it revealed who loki was being uh, like this yeah. the village. so i, I guess say- maybe that's also one give it a pass because i can see clearly there the evolution of knowledge as it were and I, I do think as well like if we hadn't read chapter eight yeah it's like chapter eight makes a big difference because you do have that revelation of loki well put it like this up until that point on my first on my first read through because i was then skimming through eight through eleven i was like who the fuck's this other character who looks kind of like a tem a, not a tem that's an entirely different series a tar and it's only when you know chapter eight got to say i was like oh that makes so much more sense now yeah Either way, there you go. Those are those are our opinions. Um, Mike determined to make me mad by going like, "It's crap! It's crap! It's crap! It's above average." <laughs> it's <laughs> fine. See, where was this, Mike? <laughs> it's fine. Persecuted me for the entire episode, and then just drops. It's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Ah, dearie me. And if you also, if you want to see Mike making me mad on the regular. Twitch.tv slash Bezekra. That's me, B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, and video games and the like. I'm not getting better at these. I, you, you did perfectly. I loved your Power Wash Simulator stream. And <laughs> anyone who fun. insults your Please voice no. is wrong. It was beautiful. <laughs> Please Thanks. no, I don't need another existential crisis. <laughs> Power Simulator, where uh, logical thought goes to die. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Phil? Uh-huh. What would you like to be the god of if you could be a god of something? Oh, fuck if I know. Okay, that's not a helpful okay. answer. <laughs> I knew this is why I do A versus B. Well, what benefits do I get for being 
god of a thing. Sell me, sell me the job. I ask Zeus. I don't know. <laughs> you could throw thunderbolts if you're Zeus, I guess. <laughs> uh, I mean, you live forever, which is one of your wishes. Sure, but that's irrelevant to what I'm the god of, by the sounds <laughs> of it. They just say, do you want to just be capital G God? Just sure. God of an omnipotent yeah. one. Okay. Well, no, I, I would omnipotent. not want to do that. That means you'd be able to like hear everyone's thoughts. No, you're omnipotent, Mike. You can just turn that off. Yeah, but you'd have to like see people's thoughts. Just turn that off. Ugh. Fine, Mike. Omnipotent. You can do things, even paradoxical things. That would be awful. I'd I'd hate to see all the depraved thoughts that people are having. Uh, oh, the nasty, oh, like nasty. Where thoughts. are they? Where are these depraved people? Where can I find them so I can just, just so I can avoid, avoid them. them? Where can you find them? Uh, at Slazer King. Uh, S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G for all of my all of my depravity on main like you can see how I'm being depraved in gacha or getting depraved about the lack of cool things that that Pokemon presents just just general degeneracy like I I accept like I like Nagator I've accepted this role now so (laughs) (laughs) that's me you can follow the podcast as a whole at Trash Manga Cast on Twitter to be notified the moment a new episode goes live and of course the other way to do that is to subscribe on the various services. You know this bit. Why am I saying it? Well, why not? Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, TuneIn. Roll all of them. So like, follow, rate, subscribe. Tell your friends. And you're going to especially want to do that considering the time of the year it is. So this episode may be over, but boy, oh boy, if you want some more religious experiences, then strap your butts in. So... Firstly, we'll obviously be back in a fortnight, where unlike this coward, I've picked a true top-tier isekai of the season. See, I'm sick of all these male-led isekai, so we're going to have one that's got a female lead character. I'm sick of them all being fantasy video game stuff, so let's go for, like, an idol theme. And, you know, while we're at it, why does it have to be an isekai? Why do I have to reincarnate to another planet? Why can't I just reincarnate here on good old Earth? Then it's not an isekai. Big, it's better. So we are doing Oshi no Ko, the award-winning manga that's also airing this anime season. That's in a fortnight. However, between now and then, there is a little day called April Fool's Day, which means, yes, the time is almost upon us. And after we, in 2021, we tackled and completely covered the world of hentai. 2022, tackled and completely covered the world of anime at the cost of Phil's sanity. So now we're moving on to our next frontier. So we'll see you in two days' time on April 1st for Trash Visual Novel Friends. And at the end, I've been bugging them to play. So thank you. Take care. See you in two days and then in a fortnight. Goodbye.